Come on in, guys, because it's time for another episode of Outwatch, a Survivor rewatch podcast. My name is Alex, your host and guide through our Outwatch journey. And as always, I'm joined by three of my friends who are taking this journey along with us as we navigate through Survivor China, its 15th season. Today, we'll be rewatching, recapping, and reacting to the third episode of Survivor China, titled I Lost Both Hands and Possibly a Shoulder. Two hands and possibly a shoulder, rather. Sorry. Um, before we get into the, um, uh, the, the very engaging and interesting goings-on of this episode, it's time for you to meet the rest of the cast. Uh, so first up, Adam, welcome to Outwatch. So good to be here. Um, one of the things to come from this episode, uh, the Feilong tribe is having a, a hard time um, getting stuff done around camp. And James is one of the few people who seems to be having any success. And he uh, remarks that, you know, he is not a skilled outdoorsman, but even he before Survivor went to, quote, Four hours at Barnes and Noble, and now he feels like he's crocodile Dundee out here. So I wonder, Adam, if you got the call and they said, hey, you're going to be on Survivor. And the only through whatever circumstances, the only way that you can prepare is by spending four hours at your local Barnes and Noble. <laughs> How would you spend those four hours to best prepare for your stint on Survivor? Um, well, I'd start by getting a uh, chocolate chunk cookie. Oh, of course. I mean, you got you got to stop in and grab one of those chocolate chunk cookies. They're so good. There's something special about the Barnes and Noble. Um, Are you assuming then, uh, there's a Starbs at the Barnes? Wait, what'd you say? You're assuming there's a Starbs at this Barnes and Noble. Yes. Well, there has to be. I, I've never been into a Barnes and Noble that didn't have a Starbs. In it. I don't think I have either. That's no Barnes and Noble I want to go to. <laughs> Not my Barnes. <laughs> Wait, it's 2006. Does that mean Mitchell Books is available? Can I go there instead? Mitchell Books? I've never uh, heard of that. Yeah, it went out of business in like 2008. Uh, it's a chain of like coffee shops slash bookstore. Thanks, uh, Jeff Bezos. Good. Wait, what'd you say? Thanks, Jeff Bezos. Yeah. <laughs> 2006, we could just order some books from Amazon because that's all they are at that point. Sure, it's all they are at that point. Anyway, um, so I grabbed a chocolate chocolate cookie and then I'd probably spend most of my time in uh, the religion section. Interesting. Just read up on all of the uh, religions that they have there because then I'm really covering my basis and like not leaving my circumstance up to fate because then I'm like really appealing to, you know, whichever deity is true. Hmm. Got that covered right there. Um, I imagine that would probably take me more than four hours. That's probably where my time stops. <laughs> I didn't expect the spiritual approach. You know, I'm watching Leslie play and I, I just watched her get voted off. But I'm watching <laughs> Leslie play. <and> I'm <laughs> See, no, that's the thing. She got committed to one religion, so she didn't make it. She didn't to the right one. There we go. <laughs> Maybe if she would have spent her time at the Barnes and Noble reading about Buddhism, she wouldn't have had to leave the ceremony in the exactly. <laughs> in the first episode. That's why she got voted off right there. Huh? Probably. <laughs> oh, Emily, welcome to Outwatch. Thank you for having me. Hey, how would you spend your four hours in a Barnes and Noble? Uh, four hours is a long time, so I would do some personal browsing. Um, Naturally, looking at cookbooks and new fiction novels and the likes. I don't. I don't know. I think I'd look at like whatever region of China we were in. I would try and find some reference books about that mm -hmm. because China's a ginormous country, and I'd want to get to know like our region to know what to expect from the weather. I would follow James's lead and look at some survival books because I don't know ish about survival. <laughs> uh, and I would look at some like, what's the, I've never read this, so I cannot vouch for it, but something similar to like how to win friends and influence people or whatever. <laughs> right. that sounds bad. Yeah. Yeah. To try and like something like that to try and figure out like maybe some social game. Yeah. Like a social psychology book. 
Yeah. Something about like when you put people in a really stressful survival mode situation, how can you make friends? Right. (laughs) I'm sure there's a book like that out there. I'm sure. Uh, Scott, how would you spend your time at Barnes and Noble? Um, well, first off, I'd, I'd have to go get coffee. Naturally. Um, assuming there's a Starbucks. <laughs> there's always, a, there's gotta be a Starbucks. Um, so I get coffee. That's going to take like five minutes. Um, so then, yeah, I'd probably find like some, maybe like, so, like a survival book of some kind. Yeah. Um, maybe like if there's like a book on like, so somehow to like prepare yourself physically for survival. I don't know, like from like a fitness standpoint, mm-hmm. uh, maybe read that. Um, a thousand ways to cook rice. If that's a book. <laughs> yeah, that's a good book. Yeah. 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 A lot to consider. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. And, that's probably not going to take that long. So yeah, I'd probably mix in some, like I might mix in some personal browsing too. That's so. all. Yeah. That's a good, all good ideas. I think that personally I would go find, um, hatchet by Gary Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> Just spend all four hours getting through hatchet. <laughs> so long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That was my my honest my honest to God first instinct was to go read Into the Wild, but he dies, so that's probably not a great (laughs) (laughs) reference. Spoiler alert! It's not a good book. Don't worry about it. Did you guys read Hatchet? Yeah, I think everyone in the world has read that book. I think so too. I I had to for like seventh grade. Yeah, that feels right or something. Yeah, so like between fifth and seventh grade is like definitely prime Hatchet territory. All right. Well, let's go ahead. Um, before we get any deeper into this episode, take a trip down to Tree Mail and walk through what happened in this episode of Survivor. What do you say? Let's do it. Let's. It's so good. <laughs> It's so recognizable as a Survivor theme song, but so wrong, too. (laughs) Yeah, the, like, actual song playing behind it really just cements that. (laughs) (laughs) You're flat, Jay. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Uh, This episode starts with Jean Robert making the Fei Long women uncomfortable with his sleeping um, habits, I suppose you could say. Bad news. Um, And then we have Crabgate, where Aaron and James argue over what to do with the crab, which James caught. We'll get into the details of this. This is important stuff. Uh, Even with Ashley gone at the Jean Hu tribe, Dave is still creating issues over there. And then we get to our reward challenge, which is another unnecessarily physical confrontation. Dave does get nude and (laughs) Jean Hu ends up winning. Uh, They get a tarp and, you know, pillows and blankets and all that. And then they kidnap Leslie, uh, who just received the clue to their tribe's um, idol last episode. Leslie divulges a lot of information about her tribe to Jean Hu. And then uh, back at the Fei Long side of things, Courtney and Todd, while doing their thing, overhear James and Jean Robert talking openly and loudly and meanly about Courtney and Leslie in the water. Leslie returns the favor then to Jamie after she gave her her clue last episode. Leslie gives one to Jamie as well. So now Jamie is the recipient of the Jean Hu idol clue. At the immunity challenge, we've got um, <laughs> just what a weird challenge where they have to chop some puzzle pieces down and then put the puzzle together. Jean Hu gets to the puzzle before Courtney, who is the first person to go on the Fei Long tribe, can even get through her first leg of the challenge. Fei Long ultimately gains some ground, but still ends up losing to the Jean Hu tribe, who is immune for the first time 
in the history of Survivor China. Uh, Leslie comes back to their camp and has created a connection with the Jean Hu tribe, which makes Fei Long nervous. Um, Courtney and Jean Robert also appear to be on the chopping block. But nonetheless, Leslie is voted out here by a vote of six to two. Everyone other than Courtney writes down Leslie's name. And those other two votes go toward Jean Robert. Um, and just like that, Emily, the first member of your tribe, Leslie, is eliminated after she is kidnapped and then comes back with the inside intel. Um, why don't you, again, we're still early in the season, so I haven't seen a lot, but give us your eulogy to Leslie's game and why you think it was that she was voted out here. Um, yes, I would first like to share that Adam and I watched these episodes and this one and the one before it um, back to back. And I asked him, who's on my team again? And he looked it up and told me all of Scott's members. Yeah. So <laughs> up until the point of recording this, I had thought that I lost Ashley. Whoops. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so I did lose Leslie. I swore I had picked her. So this made sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think Leslie was just who she was i think that she just played the game um she went into it knowing that she wanted to be kind and honest and i think that that's how she played it um this really did kind of throw me a bit i think that they really set this up like there's a really big conflict with um courtney and john robert mm -hmm. and i was one of them would go home and then they picked Leslie and I was like, well, why didn't they pick her? But I guess I understand like she really is so open that people saw her as a threat to the tribe. And I get that. I I wonder, I hope Leslie saw that because when she left in her little um, confessional, she was like, I don't really know why they kicked me off. But yeah. um, I think that's the reason why. I don't know. Yeah. They, they saying she was like a weak link and i don't i guess she did say she was sick for a while yeah. i didn't feel like yeah. there was a concrete like point in which i was like oh yeah she's really struggling uh-huh but i guess it was just kind of a culmination of some smaller things yeah i think you're right and the survivor wiki for this season is very extensive by the way whoever's managing the you know survivor.fandom.com for this season's doing a great job but all of the voting confessionals because apparently they must have been like put on i don't know like a extra video channel or something at some point like all the confessionals for every episode are in here whether or not they made air or not right so you can like cool. see why everyone wrote their name down and in perusing that it does seem like um a lot of the um the reasoning came to the fact that she was deemed as like potentially being close to the other tribe and mm. that being problematic. Um, yeah. I think a couple of people, uh, Jean Robert says, I know there's a couple ballots out there with my name on it. So I have to vote with you to vote with the consensus. The person who should be going home is Courtney. So there is that, but you get the sense that maybe, yeah, he and maybe others saw that it is going towards Leslie and went that way, too. Yeah. Uh, Denise has a, a nice <laughs> voting booth confessional, which shamefully didn't make air, says, I hate to see you go. You've been great around camp. You did a good job, but I don't need preaching to. I already have a mother. <laughs> that was the thing I wondered about, too, is. When you said that they thought she was really close with the other tribe, I think that they definitely got the sense that she was just like way too open about their tribe dynamics with yeah. the other tribe. But then she kept saying like, I think, or she at least said it once, I think they chose me to go to their tribe because there are three Christians on the other tribe. Yeah, and what a I, weird thing to say to people. Yeah. yeah. And no matter like, no matter what you believe about that, like I know Leslie was saying that because she genuinely believed it, which is fine. But like that's going to rub people the wrong way. Totally. And so I just don't think that's going to help her. You know. It also is just encouraging, encouraging your tribes, your tribesmen to like draw a connection that like, hey, look, like we all share this common bond, and uh, I'll give up 
all of you for that common bond. Yeah, yeah. I guess now like, that we're straight talking up through and down, it, that's like, what it sounds like. They, yeah, I can see why they they chose her now that we are discussing. But yeah, it wasn't the best survivor move on her part. Yeah, no. but also like she played she played as herself. She went in yeah. to play as herself, and she played as herself, and I think that's like commendable. Mm-hmm. In its own right, I yeah, like not. Like, I, I think we can sit here and criticize her play, but also, like, I don't want her to play in a way that makes her feel, like, icky at the end of the season. For so, sure. So, like, I'm, yeah. And, like, on, her values, yeah. Leslie was, like, good and confessional. She, like, really popped in, you know, those, like, speaking parts. She yeah talked with her face a lot, you know what I mean? Like, you could see the emotion on her um and yeah she was like good tv so that's a a bummer but yeah the obviously just did not really connect with the rest of her tribe um very well or at least yeah chose the wrong people to connect with i think that yeah just because the way that these tribes are breaking broken down like you could see a world where like leslie and maybe like todd and amanda are close or become close maybe even james right you get like that scene in the first episode where they like seem to have a connection but never in a million years are courtney and jean robert and denise gonna hit it off with leslie right Mm -hmm. so yeah and it was i mean until we heard that little confessional um and i mean some of what james says about her to jean robert like she seems like she's genuinely making a connection with everyone in the tribe and mm-hmm. no one really seems to have a problem with her until we get to that moment where they're like, they're clearly annoyed with her in some way. So I, I this is another one of those situations too, where I'm sure that the way it's edited so impacts our understanding of that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, it always does, but this one in particular, like we're missing so much because Leslie was voted out in the second or in the third episode, so they're not going to spend a lot of time giving us a full picture of who she is. Right. So Leslie is gone here. Emily, you, used, you lose the first member of your tribe, um, but the game goes on. Uh, how about everyone's highlight or headline moments here from this episode, what were the most reacting or the reactable um, moments or themes from this episode? Um, so I, I think one of the most, like one, one of the biggest things about this episode was Courtney's uh, immunity. Um, yeah. Challenge play. Uh, but I, I think what the thing that summed it up, how I felt about it, it, is something she says at Tribal, where she says, like, all of the challenges have been these big, like, wrestling, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. you know, type things. Like, nothing that they've done has played to her strengths in any way, shape or form. Totally. And that that's that's a, that's like ruining her game right now. Yeah. Like she, there's nothing she can do to prove to her tribe that like, hey, I have value because there's nothing that like she's really good at that's been presented in a challenge. Yeah. Um, which like, you know, it's Survivor at the end of the day. It's just kind of luck at the draw most of the times. But like we're really seeing that really clearly here um, in Courtney. Like their, their weakest link, like physically weakest link yeah. um, becomes kind of their downfall here. and you know, them voting her out again would make sense strategically. Totally. But it, yeah, it just it just kind of sucks for her as a survivor. And so I don't know that that was like the big thing for me about this episode was just like Courtney's storyline. Mm-hmm. And I'm really curious to see how she goes forward. Yeah. I'm also very concerned about her weight. She weighs nothing and. Yes. Needs to eat something more than rice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the Courtney that like challenge is hard to watch, man. Like I, for, for our listeners who maybe haven't rewatched this recently, it, the challenge is there's a pillar in front of you and you have a machete and you have to hack away at certain parts in the pillar to like break the rope underneath it so that these puzzle pieces fall down. Right. 
and Courtney has to go first for her tribe. And, you know, if you're listening to this, you know who Courtney Yates is. She's a tiny, tiny person. And she just she can't do it. It takes her the entire the length of time that it takes the Jean Hu tribe to finish literally this whole like five step process. Is the time that it takes her to do step one, right? So it's it's like hard to watch because you feel bad for her and she's like obviously feels like crap as it's happening. She's apologizing the whole time. Um, but she's really just like out of her depth when it comes to this. Right. This, like Adam said, this isn't well, this and, isn't and what she's made for because it's not like the second half of that isn't just a puzzle. It's you have to tip over that puzzle and then drag it across the line. So yeah. another thing you can't just like if Courtney's really good at puzzles, she also needs to help drag this thing at the end. Like it's yeah. another it was heavy. right. It's another physical thing that like she has to overcome in that moment. And that just like that sucks that there's nowhere where it's like, OK, like the people on your tribe that are really brawny, you can put them here. And the people on the tribe that are really more brainy, you can put them over here. And like everyone gets to contribute. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, yeah, you said it. She brings this up at tribal, almost like complaining to Jeff, like everything here is not suited to me in any way <laughs> yeah i think it was like it sucked to watch her in that because you could just see her mentally too yeah like yeah. not checking out but she was just like really you could just see she was in her head and like panicking and just realizing how bad this was for her tribe that sucked to watch yeah also interesting to remember how she was in the first episode when she was like rolling her eyes at the monks uh-huh. Like, I'm from New York. These people are annoying. And like, she's totally dropped that attitude. Yeah. Within this episode. Yeah, that's a good point. Twist for her. Until her tribal council performance. Where she does gain it back. (laughs) Well, yeah. Uh, Yeah. What about the rest of you? What are your headlining reactable moments? Um, for me, it was just kind of how bad this episode was for Jean Robert. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. we kind of started down this path like last episode. Um, but it was like, like from the get go, we get him like trying to snuggle with the girls and then like to his comments in the river with James and stuff. It's like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a. I'm assuming that he doesn't make it very far. So I'm just ready for him to get voted off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a very bad look for him this episode. And like, I think that sometimes this referring to the opening scene where like genre bear makes the other women uncomfortable, sometimes, especially early in Survivor, this sort of thing is kind of like played not for like a laugh necessarily but rather like an awkward situation and of course it should like go without saying that like this sort of thing is not okay like even in the context of being on a show where it's very cold you shouldn't you should not touch anybody in any way that they do not want to be touched period (laughs) right um so like without talking this to death that like is not funny and it sucks that this happens even if it is kind of like not doesn't go full island of the idols level of like um scandal but yeah it's it's bad i i will say about this moment um to give credit to survivor i guess um I, i i remember watching this and thinking about amazon and like the thing that was really annoying about amazon was it was very much like boys will be boys like this is the way they are no one is like it's very it's it's edited in this way it's like yeah no this is like the way it is everything's fine no problem and in this season it's like it's edited in a way like we don't like this person Mm -hmm. like it's not edited in a way like yep that's a completely acceptable thing to do like it's it's very much like there is a villain in this moment and it's john robert yeah that's yeah that's a good point yeah this felt different from amazon for sure in the way that they good yeah yeah i'm glad to hear that yeah it's it's gross and tough to watch shouldn't happen but yeah thankfully it's not like a. I don't know could could certainly come off worse 
Yeah, it's not like the overarching theme. Like for Amazon, I felt like every episode, like like there was the survivor, but then like the secondary theme was like, you know, Big Brother. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah. That's what drove me crazy yeah. about Amazon, particularly. Yeah, I will say yeah. like, oh, I was gonna say for this like episode, like it's only like two like segments or two scenes, I guess, and then they don't really keep going with it. So yeah. like, it's fine, but it just I didn't. I don't know. I just didn't enjoy watching it for obvious mm-hmm. reasons. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it does. Again, though, it's a bad situation. It leads to a couple funny confessionals where uh, Courtney's like. He says that, like, it keeps him warm. Look at me. I weigh seven pounds. I can't keep myself warm. <laughs> which was good and then leslie also says something like yeah i like get a bad vibe from him i don't know maybe it's the like silk shirt and the no underwear or something yeah (laughs) i was like what the (laughs) which was also great later on in the episode dave's making a reference to the fact that he got naked in the challenge but he says he's gonna keep his shorts on and that felt like so tied to the comments she made about genre bear though like i know (laughs) it's not but it was like this such a parallelism in that moment (laughs) yeah uh dave's nudity also leads to this um clip which i have pulled and think it may be a high use one this is odd (laughs) jeff was like he was honest in that moment he was like i do not know what is happening yeah the full the full clip is when it's it's when he you know nude dave and aaron are both like crawling on this plank and jeff (laughs) is like fumbling you can hear it even through the edited thing he's like aaron on the plank like a like a little cat yeah. <laughs> yeah they were both like on hands and he's like swatting at each other yeah jeff was like i don't i don't know what's happening and then he hits you with the this is odd <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was good <laughs> oh boy uh who hasn't given us their their big moment or theme uh it's me (laughs) it actually ties in to um something we talked about in the last episode but also that scene um just that challenge really that's the one where i was holding my breath and was just wincing the entire time like having smackdowns on these planks and oh gosh they were like stepping on people's ankles and like slamming their heads into the ground and i was like this is so well, painful and then into the water like there's this part of me, there, like without thinking about it there's this sort of like oh well you know when they get pushed off they get pushed in the water but it's like someone could so easily get like knocked unconscious by accident yeah. and fall into the water yes. like right. i know they have lifeguards like they obviously are gonna have that but come on yeah, like, yeah. it's just like a super painful and yeah. then yeah they had to get to three points and it was like one point for one tribe and then one point for the other and then I was like, oh, my gosh, can we please be done? Like, someone yeah. has to get to three points. <laughs> it was painful to watch. The I one, yeah, the one enjoyable part of that, I wouldn't even call it enjoyable, intriguing part of it is I had a moment where they, like, have a shot of freaking James, like, standing there, jacked out of his mind, like, <laughs> stretching and cracking his neck. And then I'd, like, imagine being, I don't know, like, Frosty or someone on the other side, like, okay (laughs) here we go like imagine saying okay like run across this boat and try and knock this human mountain into the water (laughs) good luck yeah yeah that's uh that's daunting yeah to say the least what a guy um okay i think that you know, just off the bat here, this has been my this was my least favorite of the three episodes we've watched so far. I feel like not a lot happens here that is interesting. It's kind of slow. Yeah, just a lot yeah. of suffering to watch. It's just a lot of suffering. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. So I don't have a ton of uh, questions here. We may spend some extra time at the end. Um, one thing I did want to bring up is, folks, this season has some hats. Have you noticed this yet? 
Um, are you talking about literal hats on people's heads? Literal hats. I've noticed one. Uh, it is very early O's. It is striped. It has a weird eagle on it. And PG wears it. And then uh, Todd is wearing it at one point. Yes. Yes. Todd. I think they're different hats. I think they're both the same style, but I think they're different hats. I thought they were the same hat. I noticed uh. at one point Todd and uh, I think it was Leslie. They're both wearing a penguin shirt. It's the same shirt. They're wearing it at different times. I was like, oh, I interesting. Sharing clothes because they have like no clothes. Yeah, that probably makes sense. It's also kind of funny that Todd can share clothes with Leslie, but <laughs> I guess so. Leslie has a pretty sweet visor that has some. Yep. Uh, oh yeah. I'm assuming like from her visor. from her family yeah. has some notes on it. Yeah. People wrote in chirpy. Cute little hand touch. Yeah, I did think of Leslie's pink visor. Um, yeah. And does James have like a straw hat or oh, something? Oh yeah, he does. James Carver has a straw hat. Yeah. Cordy's got this camo hat, right? Mm-hmm. Little oh, like yeah. camo trucker hat sort of deal. Yeah. Jeff's got his hats, as he always does. Yeah. Although he doesn't always have the hats. He goes in and out of the hats. <laughs> when you're Jeff Probst, you can truly make that choice. Yeah. <laughs> I do think the most egregious is the like short build eagle hat. Yeah, it's just the most early O's thing I've seen on this. Mm-hmm. Well, Leslie's wearing a denim skirt that turns into a fabric skirt. That's pretty early O's. That turns into a fabric skirt? Yeah, it's, like, it's half denim and then the bottom portion is like a ruffly brown. Oh. Yeah, I thought you meant like literally, like it's denim and now it's fabric. Yeah, like it's reversible or something. (laughs) Sewed some pieces. Doesn't Frosty have one of those like knit build hats? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Oh, I think I've missed that. Yeah. Yeah, I got some like high school musically vibes. Yes. Yes. That's great. When did High School Musical come out? In particular, yeah. When did that show come out? Um, around that time. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, 2006. All right. High School Musical is a contemporary of Survivor China. That's wild. <laughs> I'm sure that Survivor sees it that way, too. Yeah. <laughs> We've got to compete with High School Musical. <laughs> I actually, okay, it, they, in the podcast I was listening to recently, which was talking about, um, Survivor Thailand, which we will never watch because it's very bad. Um, they talked about how it's like, yeah, back in this era, Survivor had to compete with friends, which freaking blew my mind. It's like, yeah, that's true. This was like early, early Survivor was on at the same time as friends. That's wild. Yeah. <laughs> the show is so old. <laughs> it truly is. Okay. Um. We talked about the hats. Good. Got to get that hat banter in. <laughs> um, do we have anything else to add to the idle finding clues system? Here's another instance. At this point, Jamie gets the clue um, and she was given the previous one and the new one. So now she has two clues. To the Jean who idol. I, I just don't think. Even with two clues, I can't imagine that she'd be like, oh, it's this thing. Mm-hmm. This is this is my thing about this. I it, it would be one thing if there was a hidden immunity idol hidden inside like the rafters of that little entry arc. Mm-hmm. arc thing. That would be one thing. You have to convince me that this symbol mm-hmm. that is presumably nailed to the top of this thing yep. is the idol. Yeah. And you like. There, there's nothing about I don't, it. I don't know how many clues it would take to convince me that that's the thing. Yeah. Like, right. I would be like, that's just part of the structure. I would never assume that's the thing. I just like, I can't believe I'm so excited for someone to finally like pull it off and be like, this is it. Cause I'm so curious what that thought process is. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, the thought process would be like, I am tired and bleary eyed and I've just decided that this is an idol. And then, oh, wait, it is. Like, <laughs> there's no logical explanation for someone just ripping that off of that yeah. art. Like, this is an idol. It's really like, that's wow, kind okay. of the 
the coolness of this hidden in plain sight sort of thing, right? Is that not yeah. only is it there, it's something that doesn't look like an idol so that you would yeah. never even think it is unless you get those clues that says, hey, this thing's an idol. Which is, I think is kind of cool. It's at least a I nice agree. change of pace. I agree. I think it's a very cool system. And I like, I definitely like seeing the clues leading them to an idol as opposed to just like running through the woods and tripping over them. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. But I just, yeah, just from a purely like, I don't know how you convince me that that's an idol. Like, yeah. I genuinely don't. Well, that's the thing too, is like, we're coming off of a season where that's what it was. Like, there was a coconut on the ground that had like a neon yellow stripe yeah. on it. Yeah. So it's like, in my head, that's an idol. So for right. this, I'm like, how would they ever know? But they sure. don't really have much precedent at this point anyway. I so. guess that's true. Yeah. So I'm sure they'll figure it out. I just can't wait for, you know, like clue six, where it's like, it's that thing. It's just a picture uh -huh. of it. Pull this off. It's that thing that's up there. Just rip it off. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's what it has to be, though, right? I feel like, uh, I don't know, like, I've done a number of escape rooms and stuff, too, right? Where it's like, it's like the clues you don't get it it makes no sense and then i guess clues are just hard to make because then the like clue number four right is like it's this thing You're like oh okay it's this and like i don't know it, it's it, it, there's no more deduction it's like the one clue just gives it away at some point it's yeah i mean clues are hard to make alex we've we've both dm'd yeah a couple of uh, role-playing games. Um, they're <laughs> exceptionally difficult to make <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because the people reading them are not in the right in the exact same mindset that you are. So true. <laughs> yeah, it would be really cool though um, if you like the advantage got less the more clues you required. Oh, that's oh, interesting. Yeah. I like that, Scott. So, so like it starts out as like a hidden immunity idol. And then it kind of like the reward loses its luster the more clues huh. it takes. Or even like, okay, if you find this with one clue, this idol lasts uh, 20 days. If you find it in two, it lasts 15. If you find it in three, it lasts 10. You know what I mean? Yeah. What if, That's what cool. if it was like, it's a hidden immunity idol, but if it takes two clues, then you can only cancel out three votes. Interesting. Takes. Yeah three clues you can only cancel out three votes and mm. just keeps like ticking down like that because then it's a really interesting play of like do i are there even enough votes for me to cancel that i can yeah. save myself yes. a lot of math huh yeah that they've definitely done the like time gated idols thing where it's like this only is good for the next three tribals or whatever but never yeah. have they done like this will only block up to x votes I imagine it is because it would be very difficult from a viewership perspective to be like, okay, wait, how many votes did they get? Yeah. You know, right. but well, and also like factor in how many people are voting that night. Like, yeah. How yeah. far are you in? How many people are in the draft? I feel like you're just as likely to like not get voted out in a like only canceling out some number of votes mm -hmm. situation as you are to actually use an idol effectively, though. So I, I feel like votes yeah. wouldn't matter. It would create enough backlash, and I'm sure Survivor will never do it. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in actual practice, I don't believe that it does anything. <laughs> Um, another part of this immunity challenge that's worth talking about is this weird, like, freeze frame on yes. the faces. Oh, yes, we wanted to talk about this with you. What was that? Let's explain it to our listeners. Please. It was, so kinda... it was during the chop challenge. Yeah. And every time they would finally use their machete to chop down the little wooden coins that they needed to gather they would freeze frame everything else would blur out and they would just have the person's faces they were like making this agonizing face as they were chopping down these coins and they would freeze for a minute and then they would keep going and they did something else weird what was it do you remember i feel like there was a sound effect oh, i can't probably remember. they just did some they made some choices yeah but they you said they freeze framed it even in the like explanation yeah like in the preview of the like tonight on survivor or whatever the heck they or maybe it was like next time on survivor they used the little freeze frame huh. to show like it was coming they, so apparently they were really invested in that yeah, yeah they must have thought like man this is cool yeah <laughs> i i'm so curious if that's like that's not something that's like indicative of the uh like kung fu movies i've seen i guess there is some like anime kind of quality to it i don't know i just feel like there's 
they're trying to reference something that I just genuinely don't understand. I well, think. Go ahead, Alex. Uh, you you could go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I was only thinking about this like, oh, well, this is an old show. So they probably thought this was cool, but I didn't think about it trying to be like a reference to um, Kung Fu movies or something. I think that's what they were doing, right? Is like a Kung Fu movie homage, but right. I don't, I don't know how actually like ubiquitous that is with Kung Fu movies, but like maybe it's more of like, you know, when people parody Kung Fu movies, they do that sort of thing and it's not in the real thing. But yeah, my first take too was like, are they trying to do like anime? But anime is Japanese, Japanese not right. Chinese, yeah. which would be very problematic. But I think it, I don't know. I think it is kind of like a, and I guess like samurai movies are Japanese too. Yeah, I guess it's like, like a Kung Fu thing. I don't know. You're right. I No, because Kung Fu is, that's Japanese. Is it? Or we yeah, I, it's it's a. I'm pretty sure that kung fu is a variation of a Korean martial arts um, that Japan created after, you know, imperialism. Um, but uh, <laughs> I honestly, just, I have no idea. Anyway, yeah, say, yeah. we're gonna move on. Um, we'll we'll fact check fact check ourselves later. I legitimately though, just surface level, I was like, oh well, it's the early days. They're just trying to be fancy, like when you you know in the early days when you made a PowerPoint and you would use fun fonts and like yeah positions like all these extra things you didn't need just because you could that's kind of what i thought this was cbs finally got adobe premiere and they're like yeah. look what we can do yeah and they spent so much time on it they were like well we have to commit to this <laughs> yeah kung fu does refer to a mix of chinese martial arts so okay cool well i must be thinking of karate then <laughs> But it was super weird. <laughs> it, was, yeah, it was it was very like disoriented. Yeah, it was jarring. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was one they did it and the guy like missed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I think it was it James. Yeah. Yeah, he like misfired. And they're like he just they just showed the whole video of him chopping it finally, but yeah. Uh, it is weird. <laughs> I was sad that Courtney didn't get one with her like sawing through it instead yeah. of swinging. Oh, that would have been so good. She absolutely did. did. Oh my god, that would have been funny though because it would have been her just sawing just in her sawing. like morose face. <laughs> On like a like a larger scale though, there's very little editing in this category on Survivor. That's like um like non immersive, you know, like clearly you're watching a show type editing you know like they do a lot to make it feel real and this is a thing that makes it feel you know like a show or like a right. presentation of some sort and it's seeing it in survivor is just super like jarring like you said it's not yeah. common i think that's why it hurt me too because i mean this is our fourth season now yeah and i've like never seen something like this it's a reality show yeah so like that's that's an editing feature that you would expect to see in a work of fiction sure right yeah it was you know, and so like what we're we're seeing it in the moment i don't know it was, it was so weird and then the fact that like the reference that they're trying to make isn't immediately available to us yeah makes it weird because then we're wondering like why why are we doing this like yeah, Je Jeff, we've got some feedback on this editing. This is odd. Remember, remember it's odd. <laughs> remember back in 2007 yeah. when you guys were in China? <laughs> yeah, right. I was going to say we're like a decade too late. Plus. Man, imagine filming a reality show in China now. Just from the, anyway, social and political it's implications. Like, I don't know if I can imagine that. I don't know. Um, okay. CBS All Access note here. Folks, did you get a Navage ad? I'm going to take that as a no. Sorry, my the dryer was screaming that it was done. So I <laughs> um, what what is that for? Maybe it is a product which looks like uh, almost like a humidifier, but handheld with two like um. Gosh, I don't even know how to describe them. Two little plugs and you stick the plugs in your nose and it like blasts water through your like nostrils to like clean them out. So is it like a really fancy neti pot? Yeah, it oh, is. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it 
not see this. Commercial. No, we didn't get this commercial either. CBS or, All Access or still that commercial where you poop in a box. Well, and they've cancer or not. They've pivoted with their advertisements. Now it's like daytime TV ads. <laughs> At least what I'm getting. Also, Navaj, bad name. <laughs> Might I say? <laughs> Try the sister product, Napine. <laughs> <laughs> It's a nasal irrigation product. You guys want to see the ad or listen to the ad? I guess. It's <laughs> 30 seconds. Here, let's play it. You wouldn't go a day without washing your hands or brushing your teeth. But what about your nose, the body's air filter? With all the dangerous stuff in the air, it's time to make good nasal hygiene your new normal with Navage. Navage cleans your nose by flushing out allergens, oh, mucus, Lord. and germs, and it relieves congestion naturally without drugs. I used to get so congested, but Navage cleans out all the stuff that makes me miserable so I can breathe again. Over a million <laughs> sold. Navage. Clean nose, healthy life. Clean nose, healthy life, can't lose. Oh, and they're definitely making connections that are not real, that are like, did you know that you might have some virus up in your nose? Just clean it out with a hose. The corona right out of the nostrils. Your hose will be out of the nostrils. Blast those nostril cameras. Yeah, that feels a little too, like, we're not saying it, but we are. Yeah. There's so many viruses and yeah. infectious diseases that can live in your freaking nose holes. <laughs> I, I feel like the surest sign that a major recession is imminent is <laughs> 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 exists. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> Listen, I've used the nutty pot. I, I, I enjoy it. I enjoy but a neti Nobody's pots. pretending that it's saving me from uh, yeah, toxins I, in the air. <laughs> when, when I have a, a, a sinus infection or whatever, neti pot right there. Huge fan. I'm not going to do that every day. Though. No, that's not. I don't think like I can do that. I've never done it, but the idea of like the water like going in and around. It's weird. Also, it's pretty uncomfortable. Careful. You have to be like very sterile with it. I'd be worried yeah. about having it's, little nose hoses. It's not comfortable. <laughs> I would also, I would also wonder how like safe it really is. Like I'm imagining like, I, I guess like getting a enemas like every week isn't healthy for you. <laughs> washing your nose out like that every day. Good for you. Probably not. Oh. If we do have any medical professionals listening to us, so we've lost, lost <laughs> already. If we have any medical professionals, this is what happens when we specific to to noses. This, I know that this is what happens when the episode sucks. We just divulge into yeah, yeah. Like, this is I was gonna say this is a great indicator to the quality of this <laughs> this episode is that we've talked about Navage for five minutes oh, now. Goodness. I was gonna say though they could have combined it like. There, I get an ad for like an HIV medication. Uh -huh. Yeah, we got that one. Uh, yeah. um, and it says like you can keep the levels so low you're undetectable, but they could do that with the Navage, but with Corona. Like they can keep the levels so low <laughs> you beat the Corona. Right. Dude, yeah. this thing is a hundred dollars. Yeah. Dang. Many pots are not a hundred dollars. Spend your stimulus money on a Navage. <laughs> one of the top reviews on amazon is one star and it's called ended up at the doctor's office after using this device <laughs> oh my seriously you can't take that stuff lightly if you this is very tangential but if you want a fun thing to read the reviews of just google big brother or not big brother uh the bachelor mm -hmm. and read the reviews of it because about half of them are women in their 40s who are like you should do a second chance at love. Like that would be fun for people who are like divorced and like, you know, or, oh, or, or want to be on the show. And it's really just these people like subtly, like I want to be on the bachelor, but I'm too old to be on. The bachelor. That's really funny. Actually. It's great. <laughs> okay. If we want to keep going the tangential route very quickly, I just want to share thanks to this podcast. So I am unfortunately watching the bachelor. <laughs> Thoughts was... and prayers, Emily. It is. Thank you. It is something I'm doing with a friend. It is a fun bonding experience that we are having. We both recognize what we're doing. It's fine. But there is a character on this season and she is something else. And I swear up and down, she's a plant. 
Like everything that she mm-hmm. does, I'm like, no, she's an actress that they've put on this show just to create some drama. And I really think that, you know, the whole survivors rigged <laughs> theme that we have. But also, you know, we have talked about that they do sometimes put like actors in as players. Yeah. I think that's happening on The Bachelor too. Now I can see through it. It's like I see the Matrix now. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not falling into your drama because I know that you're just here to make drama. Emily loves being on Red Pill forums. Just huge fan. <laughs> there, there is definitely a era of Survivor, like namely seasons 21 to 24 is the peak of it, where like seven out of eight people on every cast are Mactors and it you know, unsurprisingly leads to some of the worst seasons of all time. Yeah. But it's just like terrible. Like, I don't know where, what their strategy was at that point, but it's like three quarters of the cast has no intention of playing to win. They're just like pretty people. Anyway, I'm sure that happens on the bachelor a lot. I bet it does. I wonder if there's like some kind of like, like like if depending on, I guess how they're employed, like if they're in like, actors guild or something if they're like insurance premiums are easier to figure out or like i don't know i wonder if there are like components like that that Hmm. are just purely business interesting lead to those types of decisions like i'm sure that there is like yeah we know these people are good looking so we're gonna put them on tv but i don't know i i would i would be curious what the business side of survivor looks like yeah we need insider perspective We need somebody to come on our podcast. Hey, Jeff. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, I'm calling you out. Yeah. <laughs> you won't. Share your secret. Mark Burnett. <laughs> come on, man. Come on out, watch. <laughs> uh, okay, the last bit before we move on to goats and participation trophies from this episode. Um, Courtney does have a spectacular voting booth confessional. She votes for Jean Robert, which is a wrong vote. But she says... I'm voting for you because when you snore at nighttime, it sounds like someone is choking a walrus. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. She was. She She also. uh, In the same, you know, conversation as what we were talking about before, when she's talking about challenges at tribal, she says that she feels, quote, like a chihuahua in a horse race. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which was also excellent. Everyone on that tribe, all of the guys on that tribe, except for Todd, are so tall. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Chihuahua on a horse race. (laughs) Okay, well, that just about does it for this episode. Let's move on to our goats and participation trophies. Um, Adam, coming into this episode, you had the narrowest margin. So would you care to hit us with your goat? And your participation trophy recipient from this episode. Um, I think my go is actually going to go to Sharia. All right. Uh, I feel like her performance in the challenge was just incre- in the uh, uh, reward challenge was just incredible. Yeah. Like she. Yeah, she did. It. She just dominated it. Like she was so good at that. Like She's the reason that they won that challenge. Mm hmm. She did great um, in the immunity challenge too on the puzzle. She did, she did yeah, really she well did. on that too. Um, so yeah, so I think Sharia really like shined. Whether it'll amount to anything, we'll find out. But I, she had a really great episode, um, just in terms of performance. Uh, my participation trophy, however, oof, I, I think I gotta throw it to Jean Robert. Just racking him up. He just like. I mean, last episode was bad. And then this episode was like, hey, dig your hole deeper. Yeah. You're already in China. You can't dig to China. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to dig all the way to the United States of America. (laughs) All right. Emily, would you care to go next? Uh, Scott, do you have any ideas? Because you can go. Um, Maybe. I can go. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, um, I was gonna give my goat to Jamie. All right, um, because she got um, well, it's kind of a two part. She was um, so nice to Leslie last episode. She got the clue this time. Yeah, for the immunity. Um, yeah, so I thought that was really good on her part. 
Um, and then for my participation trophy, um, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to give it to John Robert, but it's like such a low hanging fruit. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll just give it to John Robert. For the otherwise, <laughs> otherwise stated. Reasons. Yeah, he's uh, now sitting on a total of six participation trophies. <laughs> Three episodes in. Tough look. <laughs> Emily, what do you got? Okay. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about Jamie, and I think hearing Scott solidified that because she, I, in the at least the way that they showed it to us, it seemed like when they decided who to kidnap, Jamie was very instrumental in bringing um, Leslie over. And I think she kind of knew that Leslie would give her that clue. So it seemed like she kind of knew what she was doing there. And that was very good for her. So that was pretty smart. And I want to give my participation trophy. I don't believe that Jean Robert deserves it. He's just been not very good. So I'm going to give it to Dave. Dave. Because... (laughs) He's just being really mean to his tribe. Yeah, he was pretty mean this episode. Like, yeah, he's even just being really annoyed and like rolling his eyes and just treating everyone like really poorly. It's yeah, not. It's not nice. Yeah, they voted Ashley out, and back at camp, Dave is still being a jerk to people. <laughs> so yeah. That he's didn't solve smart. the problem. Yeah, that's a good point. That happens early on in the episode, and we don't talk a lot about it. We also didn't really talk about Crabgate. <laughs> oh yeah, that oh, was so weird. People. There, there's one other thing I want to talk about too, but we can talk about Crabgate first. Let let me put give my goat and participation trophy, then we'll talk about Crabgate and the other thing. Um, I'm gonna real quick. I'll give my, uh, I'll give my goat to just to mix it up. We'll say Todd because he does vote out the only other person who knows about where the idol in his camp is. Mm. Yeah, and that was, that was a good move for him. Go Todd. um i just had my thought for participation trophy too and i lost it um yeah i'll give it to courtney courtney doesn't have a great episode she survives this vote but um with a tribe that wants to win challenges i'm sure that for as as poorly as she performed in this episode as fair unfair as it may be you got to think that tribe at some point looks at her and says can we win with courtney on the tribe which is tough um crabgate this happens early on james catches a crab and then he and aaron and others are arguing about what to do with it james is like yo let's just make crab stock out of this crab and then all of our rice will taste like crab and that'll be nice and Aaron's like, no, we need to eat the crab. And James is like, there's barely any crab here. I'll just eat the crab then. And then, you know, here we go. Um, yes. First of all, to our listeners, uh, this crab is small. Baby it is crab. like it is just an appetizer crab. It is nothing to shake a stick at. It's no also, king crab. Cor- yeah, exactly. Courtney was also instrumental in coming up with the crab stock idea so i will give her credit for that although no one listened to her but i think it was the most reasonable idea they had oh i meant to give mine to james i i re- i reverse my participation trophy my participation trophy goes to james he was a jerk to people this episode it was yeah. i seriously went from episode two james where i was like i love james to who is this person what happened yeah yeah he did like a 180 um any more crabgate discussions what would what's the best option? Is it making crab stock or eating the crab? It's making crab stock or giving James the crab. But the amount of time that they spent talking <laughs> in circles about it made me want to turn the TV off. Also, <laughs> was it Aaron who was like, he was just being so difficult about it. And he uh, and ended up saying like something along the lines of like, well, I just want to eat it. I'm like, OK, well, if you want to eat it, then just say so. Stop being difficult. You're just selfish. You just want the crab. It's fine. We understand. You're go get your own crab. Was, yes, go fetch your own crab. It was legitimately the most like we're a bunch of adults who are really hungry yes. and underslept. Yeah, and they just were not firing on all cylinders. Yeah, it, it was just it was bad, but like really <laughs> funny, like too, because it was so ridiculous. 
Uh, Adam, what was the other thing you wanted to talk about? Oh, okay. Other thing. Um, so Todd and Amanda wanted to vote out Jean Robert this episode. Uh, and so they go to Aaron to tell him, because remember from last episode, they were like, well, we're going to pull the strings. Aaron's going to be the big bat. And uh, they're trying to convince Aaron to vote out John Robert. And John Robert, Aaron, uh, Aaron is like, no, we're voting out Leslie. Like, just like full stop makes a decision mm-hmm. is like, no, like she's the bigger threat. Like, it, we can take care of John Robert later, whatever. We need strength. We're getting rid of Leslie. And they're like. Amanda and Aaron are carrying something and they're walking down a path and you see Todd like stop where he is and he gives the most like exasperated like are you kidding me look and it was the most like you could read in his thoughts were like you're not supposed to make decisions like, <laughs> in this moment I loved it yeah huge he was behind them they couldn't see and he was just like ah! <laughs> I think he stops and leans against a tree <laughs> it's great Okay, let's go on to our fantasy update. Um, Now the scores are starting to roll in here that we've had some people eliminated and such. Um, This episode is named by Courtney, so there's five points for Emily on that front. Unfortunately, Courtney does vote incorrectly, so she's still only got ten when all is said and done. Also, zero points for Leslie um, on Emily's tribe. Adam brings in the biggest haul here as uh, he still has everyone on the tribe left. And uh, this, as the, you know, scores all come in, uh, Scott's human beings tribe pulls in 45 points altogether. Emily's Les Jouets tribe (laughs) gets 55 and Adam pulls 60 points. Meaning that the total now is uh, Adam's Buddha boys are at 125, Les Jouets are at 115, and the human beings are at 105. So 10 points separating first from second and second from third. Emily's not happy. <laughs> I'm so upset that Adam is always leading. <laughs> We're still very <laughs> early. We're so early. I'm sitting with James, John Robert, and Dave. I'm I'm literally sitting with the three biggest villains of this season. Well, one can go far also. Not all of them. I feel like you're always saying Survivor's Rig to throw us off the trail <laughs> of the fact that you cheat. If you if you watch like actually the first episode, there are these little like markers you can find that tell you like who's gonna win, who's gonna mm-hmm. go far sorts of things like they signal to the people who know what they're know what they're doing it's like sure. the da vinci code exactly right <laughs> yes yeah. this is the dumbest thing to be good at like, I, i'm so upset that this is the thing i'm good at somehow <laughs> you found your calling yeah for the maybe guys what about if for if survivor 41 is an all new player season we should do like a live uh, pod every week. Every week. Oof. Anyway, I won't. I won't lock you into that. Um, okay, Scott, you are currently in third place with 105 points. Um, first Scott of all, I'm just mad. <laughs> I'll stop. Scott, give us your. Um, your feelings with your tribe as it stands. And then also, if you wish, you may propose a trade. Um, I'm not going to trade. <laughs> <laughs> At least not yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's too early to make any conclusions about anything, <laughs> but I don't probably going to win. <laughs> but... Okay. Emily, same thing. Where do you, how do you feel about your group? Um, now that we've had a few more episodes to see them and are you interested in a trade? Um, I don't know. I don't think I have any, like any of the people who've come out as strong leaders. I'm not seeing them on my team, which is concerning, but also I don't think, well, Courtney does concern me a bit, but the rest of them I feel okay about. So nobody, nobody will trade me. It is fine. We will see what happens. All right, Adam, you have the lead at this point, but you 
shared some trepidation about who is on your tribe. Uh, how do you feel about your chances going forward? I, I don't know. I feel like one of the three people I mentioned are going to like go really far in the game. I feel like it's probably James or Sean Robert. I don't think Dave's going to make it. Um, as I don't think both James and John Rivera will go very far. I think one of them will. Uh, I think Denise, she's been so like purple edited uh, so far. Like she's definitely there. She mm -hmm. puts up and challenges really well, but we don't see much of her. So yeah, I never hear her confession. I don't yeah. know what to think about her. I feel like she'll be a she'll be out like a game at some point just because she's the bottom of some ladder. Uh, Jamie, in the words of Aaron last episode is the sunshine of my tribe. Yes. Um, she is far and away the best player I have on there. And the one I'm most like confident about, because okay. she definitely seems to get the game, but doesn't like, I don't know. She's not like playing like, oh, I'm a ditzy blonde or anything. And she's also not like this crazy strategic person, but she understands what she's doing. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. All right. No trades, huh? Too scary at the beginning. <laughs> well, that'll do it then for our coverage of the third episode of this season. Next time on Outwatch, we will be reacting to episode four of this season titled Ride the Workhorse Till the Tail Falls Off. I don't yes. track the right. metaphor. Really? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a chicken thing, is it? It does. Damn. <laughs> oh, make sure that you're subscribed here wherever you're getting your podcasts so that you don't miss the rest of this season to come. Give us a follow on Twitter at Outwatch Podcast or drop us a line, outwatchpodcast at gmail.com for feedback or questions, etc., etc. Um, what else? Anything else? I think that's it. No, I feel like we're good. I think we've covered all the bases and more. All of the bases. Got some good ads in there, yep. too. We sure did. Um, this is... Oh, listener support. How could I forget? <laughs> Folks, if you are so inclined in the show notes, you can, um, sign up for listener support, pledge, uh, some cash towards us. And that will go directly towards paying for a CBS All Access ad-free subscription so that we don't have to watch ads for Navaj any longer. <laughs> Thank you for considering that. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>